Welcome to StablePod, the podcast that explores the exciting world of decentralized systems and beyond. Join us as we delve into the limitless possibilities of decentralized governance, decentralized finance, and decentralized organizations with the most creative and innovative minds in the space. We'll hear from trailblazers who are building, shaping, and maintaining the future of these decentralized systems. From DAOs to NFTs, DeFi to Web3, we cover it all on StablePod. Welcome back to StablePod. I'm your host, Juan Esquivel. I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Gustav Ehrentoft. How are you feeling today, Gustav? Very good. Very good. Very excited to talk with Mark. Yeah, today's episode is a fun one. Our guest can be described as one of the most vocal proponents of DAO governance within the <laughs> DeFi space. They have come in and cleaned house within Ave DAO. I'm speaking of none other than Mark Zeller, former head of strategy at Ave Companies and now founder at the Ave Chan Initiative. Welcome to the pod, Mark. Yeah, thank you for the invite. <laughs> yeah, glad glad to have you. I, I want to start at the at the beginning of Ave Chan Initiative. Uh, what motivated you to leave Ave Companies and spin up the ACI? Well, uh, I was very happy at the Ave Companies, uh, but uh, I have the feeling that's like the direction of history. So when we started, I joined the Ave Adventure uh, when Ave was named Etland uh, because the ancestor of Ave is actually Etland, which is an ICO funded project in 2017, and basically uh, we're one of the pioneers of DeFi uh, doing peer to peer. Uh, lending and borrowing, but that was not the most efficient model. And basically, in two thousand, uh, when I joined in two thousand nineteen, it was to prepare the launch of Ave V one uh, in two thousand twenty. But when we launched, uh, the Ave companies back then was doing ninety nine percent of the work because you have to start somewhere. Every uh, great project uh, uh, starts with a few guys meeting with a few friends and uh, starting with some of them becoming employees and so on and uh, trying to build together something. You cannot build completely decentralized on day one. It doesn't make sense and it's a bit naive. But uh, now we are three years uh, and almost four years from that point in January 2020. And... The DAO, uh, the Ave DAO is more and more mature. And now we have an ecosystem of service providers. We have uh, a more and more involved uh, community and governance. And I thought that last year was a good time for me to transition from a member of the Ave company, which is uh, uh, something that I'm very proud to have participated on, to a member uh, of the Ave DAO launching my own company, the Avechan Initiative, uh, to be both a service provider uh, that, to contribute directly to the evolution of the protocol, but also a delegate platform uh, to push ideas and a vision for the DAO and the future of the protocol. Uh, to some, moving on from Ave Company's core team, you know, it may be, may be daunting, it may be scary. Um, you mentioned like you saw an opportunity. What exactly did you see developing um, within Ave DAO that you're like, okay, now is maybe the time to actually become this, you know, ecosystem actor, this this service provider. Because to, to some people, maybe that sounds scary. You know, they, they don't know what what that actually looks like. So just curious to see, you know, what you saw there developing and like the future of that. Well, to be completely transparent, uh, that was much more comfortable uh, within the company because the company has a structure. Uh, the Ave company back then, like here, was uh, 70-ish people. So yeah kind of a uh, big structure and or maybe a bit more than that but so around that and I was the uh, head of strategy as you said but also a developer relation and integration so I had a small team within the Ave company uh, both on the technical side and on the BD side so uh, my role was a responsibility like executive role so I didn't have to do everything myself <laughs> and uh, and the, the early days uh, the, the first few days of the Avechan initiative was like a, uh, a change of pace to be honest <laughs> and, uh, and um, outside of the comfort zone where oh I want something uh, to happen well you need to code it Mark <laughs> because no one <laughs> you don't have someone in your team that will do uh, transform your ID into code anymore so that's up to you now uh, you have something you want to post on the form, well, you have to write it, and so on and so forth. So uh, that was like a, a jump outside the comfort zone, but also uh, why was the, for me, the threshold uh, 
was that during the year 2020, we reached sustainability for the Avedao. That was the point where the Ave revenue, and I know the, the market conditions are not the best right now, but still uh, the Ave revenue is higher than the Ave spending as a DAO for service provider. And this sustainability is for me the, the necessary condition for a mature DAO because once you can offload part of the work done by the initial company into external service provider, that's where you uh, decentralize uh, the workload of your DAO. And also you start to decentralize the decision making and the contribution. And that's healthy step, uh, steps in what I call the decentralization journey. So at some point you need to jump, you know, <laughs> you need to, uh, to, uh, because it's, it would never be like the perfect time. And at some point you need to uh, embrace decentralization. Yeah. So, so I think like, um, I know that you're also acting as like a service provider, but, um, I think, you know, we, we also, we're, we're delegates ourselves, of course, and, and we, we know, uh, the, the challenges here and, and also like that we, we very, quite rarely see, you know, people having like the, the desire and, and like the, the, the drive to actually push uh, the delegate role forward. So what, what, what is like your vision for like you being like a delegate? Because we've seen other people kind of like coming in and just becoming like a service provider, right? And, and you could have taken that route of just becoming a service provider to, to Ave or just and just, but, you know, uh, fulfilling those shoes. Um, but like, why did you also choose to be like a delegate? And, and why is it important to you to, to achieve kind of like also success uh, as a delegate within Ave? To me, it's two things. Uh, to me, it's like to share a vision. Uh, at the Avechan Initiative, we have a vision of uh, where we want uh, the Ave DAO and the Ave Protocol uh, to evolve and uh, and the direction uh, we want for the DAO. Uh, we have like uh, some strong uh, uh, component of our uh, delegate platform. So, for example, we believe that at some point, as we reach the stability of the protocol, sustainability of the protocol, we can pay the service provider and we have an excess in the revenue of the protocol. For us, it makes sense to uh, distribute a part of the revenue of the protocol directly to the people that protect the protocol through the safety module. That's something that is uh, not mature in most DAO. So the MakerDAO model will use a burn uh, system. Uh, the compound Uniswap doesn't, uh, well, Uniswap doesn't even collect fees, but maybe one day. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess they are not very mature on that point. But I think at some point we we need to, to move forward. Uh, otherwise, what's the point of uh, of what we are doing? If the DAO is just to, to pay people working for the DAO, it's like, it doesn't make sense to me. But uh, obviously that's a big step and it's, uh, paradigm shift yeah, in uh, in the things we do so that's uh, that's part of the what we think for the dao and also what is important for me is to uh to create diversity uh within the dao and the delegate platform so it's a bit weird but uh one of the big component of what i do as a delegate within the ave dao is to create competition for myself and that's uh, that's a bit weird because uh, usually uh, people want more and more power. But uh, when you have the decentralization mindset, uh, that doesn't make sense to to say, well, the Avechan initiative will have half a million votes in the DAO and vote for everything because what's the decentralization in that? Uh, so we started strong with the Avechan uh, initiative with around 250,000 votes. Uh, so uh, much larger than the second biggest delegate. And we start to redistribute and also uh, because uh, because a lot of token holders knew our history within the Ave company. Uh, so uh, we got like a lot of trust and we are thankful and grateful for the trust of the token holders uh, of Ave uh, for the Avechan initiative. But uh, we want more independent delegates, so that's why we supported directly Stable Labs. That's not hidden. Uh, we are proud to uh, my personal uh, part of my personal AV is delegated to Stable Lab. Uh, part of the uh, people that support us uh, uh, support Stable Labs. More recently, we are we have supported Easy Real which is a community member uh, that launched uh, a delegate platform. And the dream for us uh, would be to have six ACI in the Avedao. 
because with half a dozen uh, very active stable nodes, uh, stable labs, uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, uh, ACI, EasyReal, uh, Flipside, Token Logic, all these active delegates, you have check and balance within the DAO and you achieve something that is much closer to actual decentralization. And I think we are reaching that point in the AVEDAO. And uh, I think that's a, that's a very good step. So uh, j just one, one, one clarification, because uh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure about like what your internal structure looks like at, at ACI. Um, but but you, you say we, uh, is it just you or are you assembling a team or what is- We have uh, a team, we have the... a team. <laughs> yeah. So the ACI was me uh, six months ago and I hired like a, a cool guys and girls. Uh, so one thing that is very important, I will start with, uh, uh, at the ACI is the swag because it's very important to have a brand. We are very proud to have uh, produced this for the HCC and there's very cool stuff happening uh, for at Lisbon and DevConnect. Having a brand is extremely important and that's something that was very central uh, uh, within our Ave days uh, in the Ave company and that's something I want to keep pu uh, pushing for the Ave chain initiative. Uh, so we have a lead designer uh, within the team uh, that is working on uh, all this kind of stuff. Uh, on the code side, because most of what we do is actually write Ave improvement proposal and that's a smart contract. Basically, I do everything short term. So all the small uh, smart contracts, all the small proposals, uh, I do it myself. I hired Alice, which is a smart contract developer that work also with me on that side. And I have two more uh, smart contract developers, a bit more senior roles that are on everything that is a bit more long term. Uh, and because unfortunately I don't have the time to spend a week or 10 days on the same piece of code, uh, because I have many other stuff to do. So, uh, Joseph and David are working on a longer, uh, timeframe project. And, uh, no, we are four, five. Yeah. Five, five. So it's a good, uh, good team. And I don't think we're going to get bigger than that because, uh, at some point, uh, we want to stay lean. Is it entirely bootstrapped yeah, at the moment? Yeah, completely. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. some uh, some of the uh, ACI members are former Ave company uh, engineers uh, that uh, wanted to work on their own stuff, but also keep contributing to Ave. And they found the ACI as a venue to uh, keep contributing. So we are more than happy to keep working with them. And some of them are like new hires, like new people from the community uh that were contributing in the forum and things like that and i was like hey guys <laughs> yeah you're super smart <laughs> let's work together <laughs> totally totally you, you kind of touched on this a little bit um in your answer but I, I would love to hear more about like your approach to delegation so you do this thing which is interesting um besides the branding you also uh, write to your delegators you try to create a, a very strong open line of communication with the people delegating to the aci um, I, I would love to hear more about your thought process, why you choose to kind of go about it this way. I've heard you previously also mentioned that you think of it as political parties and influences within DAOs. So I'm just curious to hear more about like your, your thought process and why you approach it this way. So uh, it's completely correct. I consider the ACI as a, a political party within the DAO, and we are uh, currently the leading political party. There's more than 450 address delegating to us. That's... Uh, 440 more address than the second biggest delegate, <laughs> something like that. Uh, because for me, uh, it's important to represent uh, the people from within the community. And I think in what I call the decentralization journey of DAOs, uh, stage two and stage three, uh, the, the main difference is that you uh, have usually in the early days of DAO, in the early days of this, uh, decentralization, you have what I call nominated delegates. So delegates that get most of or all their voting power from one or two actors, usually the funding team or VCs or things like that. And that's not a bad thing. Uh, it's a good thing that those actors, instead of having a direct uh, involvement in the DAO, uh, which is like the very early days of the project, start to decentralize the project by uh, nominated uh, professional delegates. So that's absolutely not a bad thing. But I think with more maturity, you need to involve more and more the community. And uh, I'm very proud at the ACI that we have people with 10 AVE, 
delegating to us and uh, to be the voice of hundreds of people within the community is something we are proud of and very grateful uh, of the trust they, they have uh, placed into us. So uh, we use a lot of uh, communication to uh, to make sure people understand our vision on AVE and we call the community and we, uh, we try to gather the support of the community uh, to, uh, to, uh, to give the, the, the ACI a platform uh, within the DAO. Yeah, I think, I think like the, <clears throat> the most interesting thing for me here is so um, like we, we, we kind of like we sit in the situation that you mentioned, you know, like a lot of our delegation um, comes from you know, uh, less entities, I would say. Um, so we haven't really, you know, reached this point that, that you have within Ava specifically, you know, where uh, you have like a lot of individuals delegating to. Um, I think like in regards to to um, whether this speaks for like the decentralization or, or not, right? I mean, it, it's, it's what's interesting for me is that you actually made even someone with 10 Ava feel like that they're, them delegating to you matters, right? Um, because this is something where, you know, the fee general feedback we get, you know, in all of DAO governance is that it doesn't matter if you vote because you cannot, you know, swing a vote, right? You have just like a small portion of tokens. It's, it's always the people with more tokens that are, that are like able to, to, to swing the votes. And, and those are the ones who really take like the, the decisions. Um, so if you don't vote with 10 tokens, right? Uh, like delegating 10 tokens would equally feel redundant, right? Like, you know, it's you know let's be realistic like one person with 10 tokens is not going to make a difference uh, delegating to you or not but of course if you have hundreds of people with 10 tokens then it starts to make a difference right so i think it's, it's really interesting how you actually made people feel like that it matters if they delegate to you even as someone with like a low amount of tokens so when you started out as like a delegate for sure you've taken a look at, at the landscape um of, of the other organizations that were out there um what what made you take this different approach and like what do you think that you have done specifically which is what creates this connection that makes even smaller token holders feel like they matter well to me the most important was independence and uh, that's why uh, in the early days of the aci uh, we took the decision and obviously that was not the easiest path uh, to uh, not campaign uh, for delegation from uh, venture capitalists, uh, investment funds, and uh, the AVE company itself, because uh, the AVE company is delegating to, to a few delegate platform. Uh, and it's a good thing. It's a bootstrap uh, the, uh, the decentralization. But I think uh, as a DAO mature, uh, the initial actors uh, that created the project should uh, gain more and more neutrality uh, to leave the space to the actual community. And same thing, we don't uh, get delegation from protocols. Uh, even if we are very close to, to some of them, as my previous position of head of uh, the developer relation and integration, I'm very close to other projects. And I wanted to focus only on uh, actual token holders uh, that are because it was a way for us. And I think uh, that's how we achieve perfect independence. And we don't, people know that when the ACI post on the forum, uh, we don't get paid for that. We, we don't do like uh, shady uh, uh, background deals. We don't uh, have like uh, uh, things to, uh, to, to settle with like uh, VCs or things like that. They know it's uh, by the DAO, for the DAO, in the interest of the DAO. And that's something that was very important. Obviously, uh, we reach uh, the delegation numbers we have uh, thanks to a few weights. Uh, so we are very proud to represent people with Danavi, but uh, there's a few people with a bit more than that that support us and uh, have some weight in the delegation. But none of them are actual VC entities or or, uh, or uh, of project. They are all individuals that allow us to uh, to have more independence, and that was the most important thing for us. Mark, there's some people in the broader community, you know, Ave or, or the wider crypto uh, space that think that the ACI uh, maybe has too much power, um, either, you know, through delegation or, you know, just influence in general. How do you feel about this? And like, what do you, what do you think um, are the necessary steps to, base, to mitigate this, um, if it's true? Well, the thing is that, uh, like, uh, if you look at the United States uh, in the past century, there's only two parties that won every election. 
And I don't think the United States are not a democracy. Like, uh, if you consider the ACI uh, a political party, well, sometimes uh, some, a party wins the election, and uh, it's uh, it's perfectly normal. The the thing is that anybody can receive delegation, and we don't do anything special to uh, to get delegation. But it's true that we were a bit victim of our own success, uh, and at some point we reached like a quarter million votes, and that's uh, a bit much compared to the other delegates. So our weight was very uh, much larger than the other ones. And in favor of decentralization, that's uh, how we engage and we started to uh, support other delegates uh, platform uh, in the ecosystem. Uh, so we talked about it a bit earlier. Uh, so you guys and Easy Real, for example, uh, that allow us to go down to 130k votes. So that's we still number one uh, in terms of uh, of uh, voting power, but I think the second biggest one is uh, Pen Blockchain, uh, something like that at one hundred seven thousand. So we are not too, uh, not too, uh, not too. Well, the the gap is uh, is a bit tighter now uh, uh, between the first and the second one, and I think we we are at a point right now where. It's hard to accuse us to control everything, uh, but uh, you know, <laughs> if people want to delegate to us, uh, uh, we are proud and uh, to, uh, to to and uh, humble by their trust. And it's hard to say to people, uh, well, stop delegating to us. But uh, it's true, we focus more on small delegate now. Yeah, when I think of the ACI um, and like that, you guys coming in. Um, to Avedao, it was basically filling in a lot of the holes that were missing. Um, and the people that are knowledgeable, they're like, they're, they're quickly just delegate to you because they know you're the actually, you're actually getting shit done. Right. And for a long time at Avedao, there was just shady stuff or maybe not like not so great things going on. Um, and the ACI actually came in, was organized, knew what to do, uh, presented it publicly, communicated very well. And, you know, you were successful at what you did. Um, so that, that's kind of the way I like to think of the ACI, um, your ascent to power. Uh, but like you said, it's it's a political game, and for now you have the most power, uh, influence. But you definitely try to create measures that kind of uh, distribute that power. And, and I think we're we're starting to see that. Uh, but we we need competent other competent platforms, right? I think that's the biggest thing that we as delegates see. We need we just need more people participating that are competent enough to to contribute. Um, and uh, the thing is that I think it's extremely important uh, what you say. We need more people contributing. Uh, we have more people contributing. Like objectively, in 2023, I think 2023 was the year of maturity for the Avedao. Uh, it's true that uh, we contribute a lot uh, to the DAO. Uh, I have the numbers. Uh, like I checked the number on the Duke dashboard. We did 76 AIP uh, in 2023. Uh, for, that's uh, 40. 40% of all AAP uh, on the DAO. So that's a, that's a huge contribution. Uh, what I think uh, we also are pushing more professionalization of the delegates because when we started, uh, delegates were like basically a non-profit <laughs> endeavor. Like people were uh, receiving, like most of them were nominated, uh, receiving votes from uh, VCs or the AVEC companies. And uh, just maybe uh, a bit uh, one. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they they were paid gas or not even. Uh, and we try to implement uh, programs to uh, increase the quality, uh, increase the requirement uh, to to be a recognized delegate within the DAO. So voting participation. You guys have a perfect score. So that's actually incredible. Uh, you are the best uh, participating delegating platform in the DAO, even better than me. So uh, that, uh, that's a great job. And also, uh, we are currently voting uh, on the Orbit program that I launched uh, with the ACI. So 20% of the ACI budget was actually redistributed to other delegates uh, platform uh, to incentive, uh, incentivize participation and uh, professionalization of other DAOs. And uh, we uh, are voting right now for the extension of Orbit. I wrote the code uh, yesterday. So maybe in the next few days, it will be uh, voted and maybe implemented by the, the Avedao if the governance vote for it to, uh, to have delegate platform recognize uh, that met the threshold of uh, certain conditions like voting and participation and so on uh, to be paid by the DAO. And I think it will attract talent uh, uh, and people 
to get more uh, involved in the DAO. So I'm quite confident so, for the end of the year uh, for the DAO, and 2023 is the year of maturity for the uh, AVE DAO. So, um, <clears throat> so you say, like, of course, like, you know, the expectation and hope is that it, it will attract talent. Um, what 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 would be like your recommendations for someone to to start like working as like a delegate right like of course you could say that you know you you had maybe like a little bit of a shortcut because of your connections within the the RV ecosystem um but but you still kind of like sprung out from from like the beginning and, and kind of like you know had to also get the grasp of like all the stuff that was happening within the other DAO. Uh, as i know myself i worked for when i was working for maker um, I wasn't aware of everything going on in the DAO just because you had your day-to-day -day job as well, right? So for someone who is, you know, maybe on the sidelines now, um, who is, you know, seeing this like a potential uh, opportunity, uh, especially with the, the compensation kicking in where people could actually have this as, as their, their job, right? What, what would be like your recommendations? How do you think people should start? And, and, and what, what, like, how should people organize themselves basically to, to jump onto an opportunity like this? Well, the first thing is that, uh, it's more open than you think, uh, because uh, like uh, we don't need like special credentials. We don't need uh, anybody that are genuinely adding value to the governance debate uh, is a good match, I think, uh, for the AVEDAO. Uh, the second thing is that people should aim to be the voice of their community. I have actually like two, two good examples, like uh, you guys. Uh, that are more professional and have like quite the, the track record on other DAOs. Uh, you uh, get more, got more involved in the AVE DAO in 2023. And I think your participation in the DAO got exponential during uh, 2023 uh, to become like the most active and one of the, uh, the link force uh, on the delegates. But uh, also another example is real, which is just one guy, not a professional, not a company, not a not a professional delegate that was just participating for the past two years in the forum as an individual giving his opinion and uh, gaining reputation and trust from the community on this. And uh, this guy uh, is uh, in, uh, quite involved in the Swiss board committee, which is like a, a CDFI project uh, in Switzerland. Ed is like quite active in DeFi, French speaking, uh, uh, Discord and, uh, Telegram, uh, communities. So he became the voice of his own community to represent his own community within AVE. And I think that's the best bootstrap you can think because if you have an active community, maybe, uh, from your, uh, language spoken, so the French speaking community, or, uh, there's a lot of people in LATAM, so in Argentina or, uh, in Bogota, there's been the DEFCON and things like that. And you can represent your own community within the Avedao. I think that's a lot of added value. And that's how you get your first 1,000, 5,000, 10,000, uh, AVE voting power. And once you have that, I think you, get yourself in a much more comfortable pro uh, position to integrate maybe the orbit program. And once you are in the orbit program, make that your main activity because you will get as an individual, uh, the, uh, currently the orbit program is voted to be $5,000 a month, which is a lot of money for an individual or a very small team. Or if you are in a, in a, in a country where $5,000 is enough to, uh, for, uh, it's like, uh, quite interesting. And, and once you have that, maybe you can have a delegation from bigger actor in the DAO because you start to create a track, a better and a better track record. And I think your story and easy real story are like a quite good example or, or you can make it as a delegator, uh, in the DAO. Mark, I'd love to hear, um, your vision for the ACI. You mentioned that you're hiring. Um, I would I would just like to you know take a bigger picture overview of what what your plans are for the ACI. What can people look um, for uh, in the future? And then also, uh, this is more of a, a question that I have: um, Is the ACI always just going to be Ave? Uh, maybe there's spinoffs of the ACI. <laughs> that was just a <laughs> curiosity I had. So I'm an Ave maximalist. Uh, so uh, I want to be laser focused on Ave, and I completely respect the dele uh, professional delegate platform because they bring their uh, their skills and their uh, and their experience to other DAO, 
And I think a lot of skill and experience is replicable on other DAOs because at the end of the day, uh, what you guys do on MakerDAO uh, was like good uh, foundation uh, to contribute on the Aave DAO because we are not so different. Uh, we are probably more accessible and uh, less uh, gibberish than the MakerDAO. So it's even <laughs> easier to, to come from the Maker to, uh, to Aave and maybe not the other way around. But uh, uh, this aside, I think I have a lot of, of respect to that, but we want to be laser focused on the Avedao. Uh, I'm discussing with someone uh, to be a new member of the ACI, and this person will have the role uh, to do what I call meta governance. So having a presence on all the DAOs, but the twist is that we don't expand the ACI. We don't want uh, to be like uh, the Maker Chan initiative or Compound <laughs> or Chan initiative. That's not our thing. But we want to represent Ave on other DAOs uh, and the Ave DAO interest on other DAOs that are that have natural synergy with us. So, for example, I think there's a lot of added value to have a Ave voice within the Maker DAO uh, community. Uh, there's a lot of synergy with Balancer, uh, with what we did uh, with Go recently and things like that. There's a lot of synergy with other actors. Also, for example, on liquid staking tokens, the ACI started to get more involved uh, with other DAOs. So we are part of the Oracle node operators of Stadder, which is a liquid staking token. Uh, we are in discussion with Rocket Pool to uh, represent the AVEDAO as the Avechan initiative uh, to, to be another um, uh, uh, Oracle DAO operator as well there. And we want to expand in that way. But Every time is laser focused to represent the Avedao interest outside of the Avedao. I want, I want to shift um, the conversation a little bit to, to Ave. Um, and obviously, Avedao is playing a, a big part in helping shape the, you know, the Ave protocol and its evolution. Um, I have a very simple question. Like, how, how does Ave win? I know there's a lot of things going on right now with Go uh, and the PSM. There was early talks about the app, the wallet, you know, the wallet stuff, but hasn't really been talked about recently. I'm just curious to hear your, your take of like how Ave wins and how Ave DAO relates to making helping Ave protocol win. Well, Ave wins uh, if more people uh, use less stratify and more defi. To be honest, to me, it's not PVP at all. Like uh, I know it's the bear market, so uh, people think of this ecosystem more and more as a zero sum game. But uh, when we take a step back and uh, we look into the grand uh, the grand picture. Uh, the whole ecosystem is so small and the potential of the uh, of uh, decentralized finance is so huge that it doesn't make sense to fight with the other guys. To me, uh, we want to keep uh, contributing to the AVEDAO and AVEDAO to keep doing what we've done for the past three years. Uh, that means increasing the synergy with other protocols to provide uh, better alternative financial services uh, to end users uh, to make DeFi more attractive than TradFi because we believe in a future of finance that is auditable, that is transparent, uh, that is uh, decentralized and accessible to everybody on earth with the same rules of the game if you have $10 or $1 million. And that's something we actually believe in and we want to contribute uh, on. And we are uh, quite proud to wake up every morning to uh, contribute to that. Yeah, totally. Well, what do you say, Mark, to the people that, that argue that um, the people within AveDAO, uh, specifically maybe some of the risk service providers, um, they're not actually you know, helping uh, push Ave protocol to succeed? you know, to what you just described. There's some people, you know, the FUD, recently we had the CRV situation. We had everyone arguing about uh, minimal governance. Um, you know, what's your argument for DAO governance um, and why Ave DAO is actually helping Ave Protocol succeed? I think it's uh, it's pretty normal uh, to, to have like, a, like, it wouldn't be very decentralized if everybody was uh, agreeing on everything <laughs> all the time and uh, everybody speaking of one voice. Like decentralization is not communism. Like at some point, uh, you have the freedom uh, of having your own opinion and uh, the diversity of opinion is welcome. At the end of the day, people vote on the DAO and people follow uh, the majority votes. Uh, some service provider, uh, some well, some aspect of the Avedao are extremely strategic. Uh, you talked about the, the risk service provider. Uh, to me, as the ACI, I'm very attached to have like redundancy on the risk uh, 
with service uh, providers because the 7 billion at stake and it's real people uh, it's real money from real people and we have like a responsibility as contributor at least a moral one uh, to do everything we can to make people safe uh, there's been some hit and miss uh, in the past uh, there's more than 500 around 600 risk parameters in the Avidao so it's an incredibly complex uh, engineering machine uh, so far, nobody lost money uh, in Ave, and that's a, that's a good thing. Uh, but uh, every service provider has uh, a determined uh, like a period to, uh, to uh, that is uh, with a budget granted for a determined period. If the governance is unhappy with one of the service provider, they can vote to not renew them. Uh, that's going to be our case. Like for example, next month, uh, we're going to ask for. Uh, a renewal of our budget because our first period of six months and uh, at the end of next month. And if the government uh, doesn't vibe with us anymore, they can just vote no and uh, uh, give uh, give the budget to another service provider or uh, keep the budget uh, for themselves. It's the same thing for everyone involved. And that's how we win. At the end of the day, we are actually decentralized and the community and the actual governance decide at the end of the day. Yeah, so so um, then when we when we talk about a little bit, you know, about um, you know, these like different types of like service providers, I think there's some that like pretty well established, uh, you know, yourself and of course like within risk and so on. Uh, are there some areas, you know, for the people listening in that are like interested in potentially contributing in in a different way than being a delegate? Are there some areas that you you want to have or that you would like to see covered uh, within the Avidal, um that that aren't covered right now? Well, the thing is that the budget, uh, <laughs> we are basically at the limit of the current budget uh, in terms of service provider payment. So if the ecosystem is not a zero-sum game, the budget is a bit of a zero-sum game because there's a specific revenue and uh, there, there's, uh, there's no, not an infinite money to, uh, to distribute. Uh, I have to to say that I consider now that um, we are kind of settled in terms of uh, direct need of the DAO. Uh, that doesn't mean there's not room for more people, but uh, we have two service service provider team that cost $3.5 million per year to the DAO. So that's a huge budget. Do we need three? Uh, do we need four? Do we need five? It's like the same thing with audit. You know, V3 got like six of it. Uh, we'll... Would V3, uh, AVV3 be much more secure with 12 audits, with 18 audits, with 25 audits? Where do you stop at some point? So, but, but now, now you're specifically talking about the risk budget, right? Mm. Which is like really high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it right? is the same thing with other budget. Like if you consider the mm. ACI and token logic, there's a slightly uh, a bit of overlap in what we do. Uh, I don't know if there's space for a third or a fourth team on this. Maybe if I, mm. uh, I think uh, I'm doing too much AIP. Maybe if I stop working so much, there will be more space. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so if someone, for example, wants to come in, then you would then basically put like a competing budget um, and say like, hey, you know, we can do this better than you guys or Token Logic, or we want to take over some of these responsibility areas. How do you see this competition potentially playing out? Right. It's going to be up to to the governance. Uh, I think it's going to be hard to beat the ACI because our budget is quite small. Uh, and uh, and uh, what we do with that budget is, is quite high. But if someone is better than us, uh, well, the, the DAO can, uh, can pick them and that's going to be the best for the DAO. Uh, we will fight hard though <laughs> to, 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 to remain the best uh, because mm. that's our ambition. But uh, yeah. I think also it's it's more just like a like a conceptual conversation also because like for the future right like I would also say that you know you say the budget is a little bit restrained and like the sustainability of the DAO but like over time you know hopefully the the budget would also grow bigger and maybe there's other areas uh, that would be covered right um, but yeah it's it's interesting we've already seen in other protocols like Maker where we have like competing uh proposals coming in again some of the existing uh core units in, in that case um so yeah it'll probably that's healthy that's for sure yeah i wanted to really quickly double click on that um mark how, how do we balance gatekeeping and like productive competition that we just described inside of dog governance so obviously it's it's in this case it's delegates 
service providers, um, etc. I think there's not gatekeeping in Avedao, to be honest, or maybe I'm delicious on this, but uh, I think uh, the 2023 proof that uh, there were, it was not a hereditary uh, <laughs> roles that you you get a, you are a service provider on the Avedao and that's going to be it forever and you can just ask uh, I, I budget uh, forever. Uh, I'm obviously referring to Lama. That was like uh, a bit costly for the DAO and a bit under-delivering for the DAO. And basically, uh, their uh, project was uh, removed uh, from the DAO and their, the engagement uh, of this service provider was cut uh, from the DAO and replaced by other actors that are more efficient and uh, in terms of uh, work actually done and in terms of cost efficiency. So I think just this episode proved that uh, nobody... Uh, just will be on the Avedao forever. You need to actually deliver uh, to uh, deserve uh, your role as a service provider. Yeah, totally. I think one of the things that, um, one of the challenges at least um, that I see currently at Avedao, correct me if I'm wrong here, is the siloing of, um, you know, what the work is being done. I think we saw this with AGD, with, um, you know, the whole thing with Xenophone Labs, uh, the safety module stuff, like certain people will start working on stuff and then there's a breakdown in communication and then there's like too much overlap or things are getting, you know, uh, worked on twice. And so I think working on, on how to improve those systems and those accountability measures is also very important for the Avidao. Do, do you have any take? Do you have a, any thoughts on that? Yes, but that's extremely hard to achieve, to be honest. Um, like Mekadao for me, it's like a source of inspiration and also uh, inspiration of what not to do. And I think they went too far in having fucking committees overseeing other fucking subdao yeah. fucking stuff. And to be honest, it's like uh, it's the European Union and our main ethos at the Avecha initiative at what we want to push within the Avedao DNA is what I call minimum viable bureaucracy. And I understand what you say, and sometimes there's overlap, and it's good to have like subdao and committees that will do some kind of co coordination. But I don't think we reach the maturity point to have an actor that does that uh, for the DAO for now. Uh, what we need to improve on is more communication within the service provider uh, to share a vision and a strategy. But of course, as we are decentralized, my voice is not the voice of the DAO. And the AGD voice is not the voice of the DAO. And that voice is defined only by the vote and the consensus in the communication of the DAO. And of course, it's not, it's decentralized. So by sense, uh, there's going to be like point of, uh, of uh, disagreement within the DAO and you will not achieve both full decentralization, a full diversity and also uh, full efficiency. It's not a, it's not possible. At some point, you have like some kind of three lemma or whatever. Yeah, I think um, I think also you know like I think like a problem that also was like a little bit in Ave was that in the beginning governance was quite small, so you didn't really have that many to to pick people to pick from. So also some people were covering like multiple roles uh, and like contributing as well as being like delegates and sitting on the Ave Grand style, and then it just can get like a little bit. Um, yeah, like like uh, confusing or, you know, there's like a little bit of like, even if it's not the case, you know, people would still be like, oh, like our favors being delivered around or like, you know, why are these people getting put into these positions? And, you know, why was this feedback negative while they were maybe working on it and so on? So I think like in the beginning, you know, like when the DAOs kind of like stop out, they don't really have like a big talent pool to pick from. So you often see kind of like people wearing multiple hats and, and it just kind of like creates a little bit of growing pain at some point. But I think also Ave is in a position now where you don't need to have this like redundancy of roles anymore and people can be, you know, like much more just like, you know, focused on like one particular task at hand and, and, and push that forward. Right. Um, in regards to, you know, you said that like you think that like the, the next year will be like the, the year of Ave maturing. Um, what, 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 what do you mean with this? What, what do you dream about? And like the Avachan initiative in regards to, to the maturity of Ave so in the coming year? We have a pretty clear vision of uh, where uh, we want to. Well, obviously, it will be up to the DAO to, to see if they match perfectly with this vision or if they uh, agree only with part of it. And that's part of the game and we are completely mm -hmm. fine with it. But we have a pretty clear vision of what we want to do and what we want to contribute to in the next 12 months. Uh, like I... 
the way I saw the ACI from day one is like an 18 months uh, program. Maybe uh, I will achieve that in time, but never trust a developer on deadlines. So probably, <laughs> probably more time than that, but we will try to be on schedule. Uh, and uh, for me, like the, the initial step was a V3. Uh, so when we started, it was the early days on V3 Ethereum. So we did a lot of work to prepare for the migration for V2 to V3, change the risk parameter, onboard new assets. Uh, we did a lot of AAP to implement uh, supply, borrow cap, uh, normalize the rate, uh, the interest rate strategy, a lot of stuff, boring stuff, but very important stuff in terms of structure. Uh, a second thing was uh, preparing for Go, and Go is released now, but Go needs to grow uh, because Go is still tiny and not uh, not always at, at peg. Uh, a third thing is uh, what uh, BGD Labs call now uh, AVE delivery infrastructure. Uh, that is part of the portals uh, stuff uh, within the AVE DAO. So having the ability to have cross-chain position crush and lending, crush and borrowing, and that's extremely important. Uh, the, the fourth thing is, uh, sorry if it's a bit long, but it's a, uh, the fourth okay. thing is uh, to actually reward people that stake uh, within the AVE ecosystem and create the maturity. So basically the rebalance. So right now, uh, the only thing you earn on the safety module is AVE, which is the native asset, uh, native governance asset of the protocol. That's not a mature uh, program because uh, there's an ecosystem reserve. And when that ecosystem res reserve run out uh, in two and a half years, well, there's not more money anymore. So that means people will just remove their money from the safety module. It's not uh, a good situation. The whole idea is to uh, start distributing go revenue or eat revenue uh, from the actual economic activity of the protocol to the safety module and decrease the AVE part of the in safety incentive and we have 18 months to basically cross that threshold and at some point to have like zero AVE uh, safety module rewards and 100% EAT and a GO uh, safety uh, module reward. So we did some proposal on that. We are decreasing the AVE uh, rewards. Uh, well, we are proposing to do it uh, at least in the forum uh, right now. So that's part of the process. It will take time. It's not something that you can do overnight mm -hmm. and all the stuff like this. So we have this clear vision. And when so, so all, all, yes. all of these things are like product things, right? So you feel like the maturity of other governance is based off like, you know, product uh, maturity and product market fit and like product development. Yes. Yes. It's very important because when you have sustainable, a sustainable protocol on every aspect in terms of revenue of the protocol, in terms of uh, having the protocol bills paid by the actual economy uh, of the protocol, and also the people that protect the protocol, the safety module, that uh, get a reward from the actual economy of the protocol, you have something that is stable. And when you have something that is stable, well, it's up to the governance to decide where they want to focus, where they want to invest, when they want to uh, change the product and things like that. But you have strong foundation that are stable for the future. And for us, the ACI, we want to reach that point. And when we reach that point, it doesn't make sense for us to uh, to keep being a delegate platform because we will have achieved our program. And uh, that's the point where we will dissolve uh, the delegate platform of the Avecha initiative to focus on being a service provider uh, because uh, I'm not a politician. Like I'm a temporary politician. Ah, come on, man. <laughs> no, I'm, come on. I'm a temporary politician. <laughs> and when when the program is done, I just don't do that as a career. Like, uh, no, I just want to to so, but write like, the don't, ideas don't you think and have the ideas. That's all. Because, like, uh, as a delegate, you know, like in this political role, you know, you also give a lot of like important input on strategy, right? Where you know you have like individual community members, you know, who never worked for Aave, they would have a, you know, conceptually like a harder time maybe giving input on the on the strategy, right? You have people like us, you know, where we, we work a lot on the operations uh, of governance itself, but but not always so much on like the, the long-term uh, strategic vision or like growth vision uh, uh, for the individual protocols, right? Um, don't you believe it's important to have someone like you connected to governance who has this strong strategic approach uh, makes these plans and tries to implement I think it's important to have someone like me but not me because I'm part of the other company <laughs> uh, uh, like her past uh, 
and uh, I was on Ave on day one. And if you have like like this vision of this decentralization journey, I think you reach like the the ultimate step of actual maturity when uh, the people that have the most influence are not the the Genesis team and or ex member mm. of the Genesis team. I think that once we deliver a stable state of the DAO. Uh, in terms of revenue, in terms of economy, uh, it will be up to the community to just take away and decide what they want to do with it. Like in, in my vision of things, I don't want to. I dedicate uh, a decade to this ecosystem. I dedicate uh, the past few years to Ave, and I love doing that. And I love waking every morning to do that. But I don't think I will do that in 20 years. Like, yeah, I have other things to do with my life and I will die from stress and, and exhaustion uh, <laughs> and uh, heart attack yeah, at 40. So I don't want to, at some point, people will need to take the lead. And that's a, that's a good thing. Well, guys, I think this is a good place to wrap. It's been, it's been a fun conversation, Mark, uh, learning about the ACI and all the cool stuff you guys are up to. Um, and any final thoughts or, or comments, Mark, as we, as we close out? Uh, feel free to get involved in governance.ave.com. Uh, it's open to everybody. If you think you have an added value to the conversation to the AVEDAO, there's a, there's a few rules, but we have minimal valuable uh, uh, bureaucracy. You don't need a degree to participate in AVE governance uh, compared to other DAOs. <laughs> and <laughs> and, uh, and uh, everyone is welcome. Any, any final thoughts, Gustav? Um... No, I, th I think I really enjoyed the conversation and learning more about like Mark's vision and, and uh, where Ave might be headed in the future. So let's see. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, there's a lot going on at Ave, uh, Ave DAO specifically. Um, jump into the forums if you're interested to learn more. Uh, Mark, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. This has been fun. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you, Gustav. Thank you. We'll see you on the next episode of StablePod.